When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey there, welcome to The Tint. I'm your host, Scott Fellman, and it's time for another quick foray into the world of aquariums from a slightly different perspective. I had a conversation not too long ago with a, uh, a reefer friend of mine who's doing some work experimenting with a non-photosynthetic gorgonian, what they call a blueberry gorgonian, if you want to Google it and you can see what it is. It's an interesting animal, gorgonians. It's a, a, a creature that he obtained, and it was one of those typical aquarium bro conversations we were having and we talked about the challenges involved They're they're non-photosynthetic so they need to be fed and it's there's a lot that goes on with keeping these types of animals but we talked about the challenges and various ideas to feed the animal without polluting the aquarium that it's kept in and all that kind of stuff what was really cool about the conversation is that we were talking about doing something that until very recently would simply get you a shit ton of criticism from fellow reefers for even thinking about. They'd tell you that it was irresponsible to purchase these animals and to keep such an animal that required this specialized intensive feeding that they belong left on the reef, all, all that kind of stuff. And they wouldn't be too far off either. However, what was even cooler was that the qualifier that my friend slipped in at the outset, acknowledging that this was a challenging and different avenue, was that he was fully aware of the ethical considerations about trying to keep an animal that has a reputation for touchiness. And further, he was very careful to only purchase an animal that was maricultured, which I thought was a pretty cool thing too. So it was actually not just a wild one plucked off the reef. Now think about it. He was talking, uh, taking on what had been long viewed as a controversial idea but was at least taking the most responsible type of approach, utilizing a maricultured specimen. It walks a fine line still, but you know, this is an example of the kind of self-policing that we do as hobbyists. It's a bit different than in years past when you'd simply be pounded from all sides for even trying to consider something a bit out of the norm. In this sort of more enlightened era of aquarium keeping, we're encouraged to do responsible experimentation. And we as hobbyists seem to be going into these you know, types of new adventures with full, con- with full consideration of the, the ethical and the ecological impact of what we do. Granted, there are still many taboo things in the hobby that we dutifully avoid, like keeping deadly venomous animals in open top aquariums or buying extra large breeder size wild altum angels, you know, rays, sharks, etc. But the fact is, we're trying different approaches and different ideas that you know, all the time now that in, in a much more open-minded environment, responsible experimentation is encouraged. It's a very exciting time in our hobby. Look, skepticism is vital. However, it's one thing to discuss potentially important issues about a hobby topic, but it's quite another to discourage people from exploring the real benefits for themselves. Those attempting to split hairs on every issue of every new product, idea, or technique that comes along are missing the point of the hobby, in my opinion. We have amazing companies and amazing hobbyists offering captive bred fishes that have never been in the hobby before, like new varieties of plecos, apistos, wild betas, knife fishes, 
catfish, all kinds of stuff. Livestock vendors tell me that customers are now asking for pairs or groups of these rare fishes because they want to see if they can breed them. I mean, this is a quantum shift in the hobbyist mindset of decades past when just keeping a specimen of more, you know, some of these fishes was just insane and cool. I know more than one hobbyist who has a basement fish and plant propagation system that rivals those of some smaller professional vendors. Hobbyists are doing real propagation work with the intent of not just making a few bucks off their hobby, but attempting to further it by trying new techniques, different species, and new equipment to do the job. They're really going for it. For the first time, we have super high-tech controllable DC water pumps that can provide very precise control for all sorts of applications. We have electronic controllers that can create simulated weather patterns with lighting and water movement. They offer environmental simulation possibilities that could only have been dreamed of years ago. Efficient, reliable alternatives exist for hobbyists to make almost any of their dream tanks work. Sure, not, uh, not all of them are inexpensive, but the technology's there. More important, the thought process is there. Almost anything is possible. In other words, hobbyists, you know, no longer speak in hushed whispers about creating some really cool display system like they might have in the past. Sure, there's always going to be a few people that love to be the buzzkill out there, but for the majority of hobbyists, skeptical though they may be, the majority of hobbyists seem to be rational, forward-thinking people who love the idea of pushing the hobby forward. As a group, we don't like unsubstantiated claims and vaguely defined products with seemingly larger-than-life benefits, but we do like the ability to experiment and differentiate between what's real and what's hype. The truth seems to sort itself out more quickly these days. Products that make bold claims and assertions without the proof just don't last long. Hobbyists are too smart, too resourceful, and thanks to the internet, too communicative to allow garbage products and ideas to linger very long. It's a very exciting era of new responsibility for manufacturers, vendors, and hobbyists alike. We've come a long way in just a few decades, and the, the best of it's yet to come. So look, if you have a dream, chances are there is a product, a person, an idea out there to help you achieve it. Don't keep the dream to yourself either. Share it with the world. Discuss it. Experiment. Don't be afraid to experiment responsibly. That's how we move forward. Forever forward. Go for it. I can't help but close with the, one of the more motivating chapters or phrases that I've heard over the years. It's the words from some unknown author. It's often erroneously attributed to Mark Twain, but this sums up this idea really well. And it goes like this. It says, 20 years from now, you'll be more disappointed by the things you didn't do than by the ones that you did do. So throw off the bow lines, sail away from the safe harbor, catch the trade wind in your sails, explore, dream, and discover. And until next time, I add my little admonition to always stay wet. Little thought for today. I'll look forward to seeing you on the next installment of The Tint. This is Scott Feldman from Tent and Aquatics. Thanks for spending part of your day with me.